about dying because here's the thing, right? In our walk, dying is living because you're dying to self so that you can actually live to God. Romans 6, Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who die to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism unto death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, so we too might, may walk in newness of life. So what does the resurrection mean to us? It should mean a newness of life, right? That is our identity. Our identity is to be conformed to Jesus Christ's death because you can't be conformed to his life until you're conformed to his death because something has to die in order for you to have a newness of life, right? And it has to die. It, there's no such thing as dying a little bit. There's no such thing as, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, being on a life support machine. With this thing, if you're dead, you're dead. And then you have, so you have to first die by faith in order to live by faith. You know, I can say, I can say this, right, is that I don't exactly know what my new life is, but you know what I do? I trust God that I'm going to like it much more than the life that I knew. Because most people know my testimony. Most people know that I made a mess of the life that I knew anyway. So why not give up the life that I knew for this life that I don't know? Because there's no way could God that created me make more of a mess than I did myself. In fact, God is the only one that doesn't make a mess with our lives. Right? And so what I'm saying is this, is that our whole identity, if someone says, who are you? I am still being renewed in Christ. This is why if somebody attacks you today, understand one thing. They are not attacking you. They attacking the old self. They are attacking the old self. The new self has not been revealed yet. Colossians 3. Let's go there. Colossians 3. We are now all been doing a lot of reading in the Bible. So you guys are biblical scholars now. So Colossians 3. Uh, Colossians three and let's look caution three verse four when christ who is our life is revealed then you will also be revealed with him in glory 
So you don't even know what that looks like. So the life that you know that it looks like, if somebody's throwing tomatoes or rotten eggs at you now, it really shouldn't bother you. Because this is not really you. You are still to be revealed. I know a lot of people like to say that thing consistent with uh, um, the uh, 12 step stuff. Oh, you know, I'm just an alcoholic. Oh, I'm, I'm this, but you're not. You are not, you're nothing that you were before. That is, I gotta tell you something for as much respect as I give to a, as an association. That's all it is. It's not supernatural, but you are supernatural. This is what I mean. You don't identify with your natural life. God has wiped it all away. Really. And it's important. It's, this is, it's really important that you understand that you can't be a little bit supernatural and a little bit natural. You can't be a little bit belonging to God, then a little bit being a part of this association, right? You can't be a little bit supernatural, a little bit Democrat, or a little bit Republican. No, no, no. All of those things belong to the world. All of you are in the world, but not of the world. That's what I'm saying. This is why I say, let go of all of those things. You're not anchored to the world. You're anchored to heaven. You are anchored to heaven. So if Christ says, I go and prepare a place for you, if you are saying you're holding on to those things, then you're really saying to Christ, no, don't go and prepare a place for me. I like it here too much. That's nuts, right? And so we have to really let go of this earth so we can truly embrace heaven how do when does our life change when we really 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 have let go of what we know really but when we really let go of of what we know and it should be easy for us all to let go of what we know because we've all made a mess of what we know so let's let go of that and let's grab a hold of what God has got for us, right? And understand one thing, you can't hold on and let go at the same time. It's impossible. Jesus said that those that lose their life, understand one thing, because there's a lot of people who are kind of religiously nutty. Well, Robert, does that mean when Jesus said those that let go of their life, that Jesus is telling me to commit suicide? Jesus is telling you to let go of this life here that we all so much hold onto so that we can take a hold of that life there. All of the apostles, as far as they were concerned, living here was, um, was not really taken seriously. Right, it wasn't taken seriously. It was taken seriously initially by Peter, and that was Peter's problem, right? When he denied Christ, what was that denial paramount to? Not wanting to let go of his life. I don't know the man, I tell you. I don't know the man. 
But Peter, who now saw the risen Christ, this is the guy that preached boldly. He preached boldly on the day of Pentecost. What was the difference between the Peter that denied Christ and the Peter that preached boldly on the day of Pentecost? The Peter that preached boldly on the day of Pentecost let go of his earthly life. He let go. The Apostle Paul, when going to Jerusalem, they said to him, oh, the man, the man that owns this belt, he is going to be bound in Jerusalem. What did Paul say? Paul said, I know that chains and tribulations await me. I change. Chains are just a metaphor for prison. Prison and tribulation and trials, they await me. But none of these things move me. Paul, at the end of his life, said, I'm waiting for that crown of righteousness. Meaning, so in other words, the heavenly life, even though Paul was in heaven, the heavenly life was more real to him on earth than his earthly life. And that's what you call true victory. When the life to come becomes so real to you now, and this life doesn't, because this life is fading away. I could die tomorrow, could die anytime. We're gonna be able to say, so what? When I can say, so what? I've let go of this life. You know what? That doesn't, that's total victory. No longer does fear have any control over you. Anxiety, things of this world, Democrat, Republican nonsense, none of that stuff. None of the stuff. What's going on with the stock market? I don't care. Wow, the housing market, what's going on with that? I don't care. One of my clients, and this guy is a Wall Street banker, and this guy, he actually said, this was right before the election. This was a guy who was concerned with the cares and concerns of this world. He said, Robert, you know what? After being, after being in the things of God, you know what? I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't care. This was someone whose middle name was cares and concerns of this world. It's when you let go of this world, that's when you truly get it. Because holding on to this world, you know what holding on to this world is? No, it's this world holding on to you, really. It's that you've got to let it go so you can truly have it. There's a paradox in the kingdom, really. More is less. The way up is down. You have, to, you have to bring yourself down in order to go up. We know the Bible says Jesus humbled himself, and now God has highly exalted him, right? If you're arrogant in this world, God takes you down. The Bible says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Really, we have got to do the opposite. It's a paradox of power. It's Jesus said, it's when you let go of your life, that's when you truly find it. That's what Peter discovered. That's what Paul discovered. That's what 
they all discovered. You know, it's amazing that the time that the Christian church grew was when they were under persecution. Because you know what the Ro what the uh, Romans they, they saw that these people, these people had a joy. These people had something about them that, that was beyond this world. And guess what? The Romans that were persecuting them, they wanted it. They've got something that we don't have. They cannot be scared. They cannot, wow, they, they are not anxious. They don't care where the Dow Jones closed today. Wow, they're not biting their fingernails. They're not doing all of this. They're living in true victory. So really, true victory is living for something beyond this world. Really, it's living for something beyond this world. It's knowing that Jesus has prepared a place for us, and it's true, and anything that happens here, all the that occurrence that happens here, all that will do will just ensure that we have a gateway to that place that Jesus has prepared for us. That is it. So this is how we have to live. We can't live caught up in the cares and concerns of this world. We can't live caught up in ego. We have to let those things Go. It's amazing how Jesus was reviled, yet didn't revile back, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. There was nothing that Jesus needed to say to, to take back what people had taken from him, because he knew that there was nothing that they took from him. He was the one that gave it up, and that's how we are to see it. The, the identity that we have got, people don't give it to us. If you're living today for an identity that people have given to you, which is just reputation, you know what? Throw it in the trash. Really, throw it in the trash. If you have got something that someone else has given to you, I don't care. You may have gone and knelt before the, the queen, and you might be sir or madam this. It's trash. I'm telling you, everything is garbage and is temporal that God does not give to you. In fact, Paul even said his identity, his pedigree, uh, being a scholar of the law, being a Jew uh, amongst Jews, being of the tribe of Benjamin, I consider it trash for gaining Christ. Really, this thing, you know, this... Uh, 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 Christ thing will ignite inside of your spirit. As I said, it's not this motivational statement. It's a real living experience. Really, it is a real living experience. Living one day without any fear is like living on full throttle. Really, because you've never done that. Living one day without any concerns is like living full on full throttle. Living one day with perfect joy, living full throttle. We can all live like that every 
single day. Let me tell you something. You live like that. The last thing you want to do is shove anything in your body to give yourself a boost. A boost, when you're living full throttle, you almost need something to bring you down, not something to take you up, right? But full throttle, I know, is how we can live. I've just said to myself, Robert, you know what? Don't be, don't, don't, don't be satisfied with less than the best of this life. And I'm not ta just talking about cash or what this life has to offer. That's too small. I am talking about the supernatural life because cash and all that this world has to offer, that's still only natural. Really, still only natural. People commit suicide and they've got the world at their fingertips because the world is not enough. Not this world anyway, but the heavenly world is. We have to say this, that I am not going to be satisfied with all this world has to offer, whatever it is. If we live, and Jesus said that we can, Jesus said the kingdom of God is inside of us. It is inside of us. It's attainable right here, right now. There's none of this. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're just waiting to go to heaven. We can have it right here. Heaven should not elude us, heaven should invade us right here where we're at.